0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis, and uh, whew, what a weekend, Adam! What a weekend, Tout Wars weekend. That, you know, a lot of a lot of work put in on uh, SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio for both of us. Um, I also had a uh, an, an, an auction, the NL auction over there. So uh, crazy busy weekend, and uh, and and the, the the baseball signings and the football signings, all this stuff. Um this is just this continues to be a nice whirlwind off season. I'm definitely enjoying this uh a bunch. Yeah, it's wild right
1: now. Every day there seems to be a trade or a signing in the NFL. Um NCAA college basketball tournament. I know you're not big into it, but man, there were some good games, man. I was ready to go to sleep early Sunday night. Dude, I was starting not off and that never happens to me. And there were good games on. Uh Arizona TCU was wild and it went to overtime, so I missed my little uh, time to fall see early, and I want them staying late again. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was some, you know, I didn't get to watch all of it cause you know, I was doing the tout broadcast, but um, before was it Sat? Yeah. Before Saturday's broadcast, North Carolina Baylor was a really good game. that went to overtime. So yeah, mm-hmm. there was about five or six overtime games. So yeah. And, and Arizona TCU on Sunday night, the last game of the weekend was phenomenal. So Nice start to the tournament and some uh, shape it up to be some good games. So, yeah, it's just, dude, it never ends. I mean, you know, I'm battered and bruised uh, and, you know, we're doing these slow drafts. I got my real drafts coming up. But, you know, when I when I sit here and think about it, I go back, well, what happened two years ago in 2020, what we were doing? So it's like it's either we got nothing or we're overloaded. So I guess we'll take the overloaded.
0: Definitely take the overloaded, no doubt. Yeah, I've got like four best ball slow drafts going on right now. Like three on RT, one draft champions. Um, you know, it's it's crazy. I write the uh, the the daily roundup every day, so I'm like neck deep in in baseball. And then you know, you you do the show you know a daily show and and it's just everything is there. You know today was also the NHL trade deadline and there was a crazy flurry of activity there. Even the the New York Rangers got better uh, by picking up somebody.
1: Yeah, I didn't pay close attention to that but yes, I do know there were a lot of trades today and the Rangers were involved.
0: And the Rangers were involved. You guys can go to fantasyalarm.com Uh, And check out the, uh, the, the trade tracker, the NHL trade tracker from Chris Murray. So just lots of great stuff. You know, I listen, I'm not a a diehard college basketball fan. I'm just not a diehard basketball fan, but I get into these games too. Like I did not see the Arizona one. So, but, but the Baylor North Carolina deal from, from earlier in the day, I had that on the TV while I was, uh, I was working. So I love a good, listen, I that what I love about the 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 tournament I just I love the upsets right I mean as a as a casual basketball fan you want to see the upsets you want to see the Cinderella story you want to root for the underdog unless you know your your number one seed is this flawless team that's just you know it's like just sheer brilliance to sit and watch right like they're like moving at a speed that's just you know the other team just doesn't know how to handle like but I don't think college basketball really has that uh right now i so you know which is why i love I, I think i love the upset so much so you know iowa state uh university of miami uh nah, like, the big
1: the big story is st, st. peters I yeah mean, of course yeah, at it a, is out of jersey city man and they uh you know with beating kentucky and then beating murray state and murray state had the longest winning streak in college basketball i mean they finished the season 31 and three so uh st peters definitely putting themselves on the Max Shaheem Holloway, who uh, is from Queens and played at Seton Hall, uh, pro- could get that Seton Hall job. Not that their coach left, but yeah, St. Peter's uh, crazy. And someone asked him about like toughness. He's like, man, I got kids from New York and New York City and Jersey.
0: You think they're scared of anything? <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's the thing. Oh my God. Like <laughs> there was a movie back in like the, the late seventies called fast break. Do you remember it at all? No, yeah, because you were like an infant. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie Fast Break, uh, it was Gabe Kapler, and he gets hired to be a, a college basketball coach, like a you know, like real low key problem, you know, low key program that you know, just whatever. They just they but they they wanted to win, so he ended up like going around New York City recruiting like the top like ball players and then getting them into uh the school uh to to play. So like that was like I mean that's the whole thing like so you know so St. Peter's yeah, New York, New Jersey, tri-state area kids. Uh they they're definitely not intimidated. Can they can they hang though? I mean how, how much you, is it is it Purdue that they go up against now?
1: Yeah. So uh probably not. I mean Purdue got some size. Purdue's a team that Kind of a dark horse to get to the Final Four. They fell short last year in the first round. Uh, they're actually favored by 12 and a half in this game. So that game is Friday night, uh, the first game on Friday night. So, yeah, they, they got their hands full.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I don't I – don't, do I like Purdue enough? I, so I'm in a survivor pool for the NCAA tournament. I don't know how I ended up in a survivor pool, but somehow, some way I did. And so you pick a team each day uh, for the games, and uh, and and you 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 go through there. So um, I was looking at the uh, my my picks for Thursday. I guess it was yeah, and it was like Villanova, Michigan. Looks like the uh, the easy, obvious chalk one. But I'll defer to you if you know anything about Nova or Michigan there that I shouldn't make that pick. Um, I pr- I think Nova
1: wins. I mean Michigan. 19 and 14 on the year they played a really tough schedule and a lot of people thought that they shouldn't have got in Um, Mm -hmm. but obviously they have the two W's here to get to the sweet 16 so um, or maybe Gonzaga I know Gonzaga got a scare I I see Memphis to me is good Um, you know Memphis had some injuries early in the year and they got healthy they beat Houston uh, which obviously is advanced as well so oh that's not, not that's
0: not a thursday game though memphis is later i think
1: no memphis got eliminated by gonzaga oh did they <laughs> yeah so i'm saying that like you know cuz people are like oh well gonzaga's vulnerable they got to scare gonzaga is not as good as they were last year there's no doubt about that um but you know memphis is uh was a was a good team i, I thought they had a shot um and Kazaga just was insane in the second half. They scored 51 in the second half. Timmy just went nuts. 25 points, 14 rebounds. So, uh, but Kazaga is a little vulnerable. Um, they they got a, I thought they got a good draw in their bracket. I mean, they they're, a, they could see Duke if Duke wins. Although Duke is a one point
0: underdog against Texas Tech. So, ooh, well, I actually I took Duke already. In my, you know, last yeah, I wouldn't. Other- I wouldn't pick them in this game in Survivor. No way. Yeah. So I, I, so I've, I, can't use them. Um. So I took Nova for tomorrow, and then for Friday's games, you know, it's like UCLA, North Carolina, um, which I could totally see Carolina winning, and they've got that momentum right now. Um, Purdue, St. Peter's, Kansas against Providence. I mean, I, you know that that's not a, a one I want to take. And then, how do you determine between Iowa State and Miami? Right, two complete upsets—a ten and eleven seed.
1: Yeah, probably Purdue is the way to go.
0: Just play it safe and go a little chalky, right? You kind of have to. You kind of have to do that in these early survivor pools. There are so many people that got knocked out by like Murray State. Well, because of Kentucky and Kentucky too, I'm sure knocked people out
1: in the first first day. Oh yeah, see, I didn't take Kentucky. Yeah, I mean against St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure, but I'm sure people took the one seeds too. Um,
0: no, what did I? They do? were saving them. No, I'm I saying took- other people. Oh, other people? I, yeah, I guess they were. Because I mean, for this pool here right now, let's see. The um, let me just kind of go to it. So it started with um, two hundred and seventy entries, and there are only fifty four left. I'm Not surprised. Right, I only have one entry in here, and it is uh it is still alive and well I took um I took Tennessee and wis Tennessee the first day, Wisconsin the second day, and then you know so the whole thing also is is like the tiebreaker is they add up the number of you know the the team that you picked the number their their seed was, and that's like you know so if ten people make it whoever used I guess like the lower seeded players or whatever, but I'm like, I'm not really going to sit and think about that and, and mess around with it. So I went Tennessee. I went Wisconsin. Um, I went Providence the the day after that. And then Duke. So twos, threes, and fours uh, for seeds there. But I'm in, I'm in like 15th place in this pool because <laughs> everybody getting tagged and slapped around.
1: Yeah. You pick a 10 and they lose. That's it. So what's the point?
0: So yeah, so that's why I'm kind of not even looking at you know I'm like all right Villanova Purdue you know at some point am I gonna like run out of uh, of teams to pick uh, I don't know maybe maybe we'll have to wait and see but Nova and Purdue for me this week and uh, I've already made those picks and I'm gonna lock those in. I'm gonna lock those in visionary style oh yeah that always works <laughs> shout out to Dr Roto I love Dr Roto. <laughs> he was doing the uh, well, you know, he was doing the uh, the show in between during tout wars, the uh, the tout wars intermission. Yes. Um, crazy. Shit. What should we talk? Do we, we talk a little tout wars here for a sec? Do we, if you, do want. we go, you know, and I don't want to harp on it too much because I, I kind of did uh, a little bit. I brought it up on the uh, on the fantasy alarm show today, and and I heard somebody. I think it was uh, the Guru Elite show with uh, Ray Flowers. He was filling in for Jeff Mann. They played the audio of you on the broadcast talking about people not knowing the rules um, of the league. The, uh, Did they the head criticize head. me for it? No, no, no. Nobody criticized oh, okay. you for it. There's you know, crit- people keep criticizing the fact, like, how does somebody not know the rules? And, uh, and I feel like, I mean, that was kind of a a, a theme that that we had running straight through um, our broadcast of uh, of Tout Wars. And, you know, kind of, you know, when when we when we finished and it was all said and done, it, it kind of bummed me out a little bit. Like, I mean, you know, I had a lot of fun on the mixed broadcast and had a lot of fun in my uh, my AL only auction. But, you know, like just knowing that, you know, it was uh, it just people were. uh you know when you to me getting invited into tout wars is a is an honor in the industry right was that not the case for you oh yeah definitely you know
1: for sure and you know first thing i do whenever someone asks me to join a league okay what are the rules you know i ask a bunch of questions you know cuz i want to know if i don't like it then i'm not going to join so that should be one of the first things you do and uh, the points league head to head draft which we were broadcasting on sunday There was one team that you could see, uh, at least for me, I'm like, they clearly don't know the rules based on who they're drafting. They took a lot of players that are good in roto formats that are not in points leagues. So to me, I mean, again, I'm interpreting, maybe they feel, maybe their projections are are way different. Like, oh, well, this guy who struck out 31% of the time is now going to strike out 12% of the time and his walk rate is going to go from 4% to 8%. And he's gonna hit for power and he's gonna stay healthy. Well, if all those things come true, uh, then he might be right. But there were several players on that one team where I was like, Yeah, I do not think they are following the scoring system here.
0: Yeah, and you do you know what else was was pretty funny, is that I um I spoke to the <laughs> I I think it was um oh, because you were you were running down Adalberto Mondesi. That was the audio that was playing on Sirius XM. Uh, you running down Mondesi because of the, you know, his value in this league. And, and I got it on, on good authority that the person who nominated Mondesi did so specifically to see who was paying it, you know, who paid attention to the rules and who didn't. I thought that that was uh it was very, very interesting to, uh, to see how that, that developed. That was, um, <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, it was well played and yeah, man, it's just it's it's one of those things that just bums me out when people don't pay attention like they should.
1: Yeah, again, points leagues, it's very important. Like whenever I get a question, I'm like, all right, what's your scoring system? Because there's no universal scoring system for points. Some leagues, it's minus one for a strikeout. The one we were doing was minus a half. Some leagues don't even penalize for a strikeout. So what are stolen bases? And this one it was two. The pitching could be all over the place. They gave three points for an inning pitch. Some are, uh, you know, uh, one point for an inning. So there's so many different scoring systems that you have to really look at it closely. If you're in a points league, you can't just assume. And again, there's a lot of players who value values change, especially when you have the negative for strikeouts, one point for a walk, it really drastically changes it. And you have to be aware. And, you know, I think that was smart. For someone to do that because again, I think I don't know I didn't you know look at every roster with a critical eye. there might have been maybe one or two others maybe who weren't aware of the rules potentially,
0: yeah, no, I think that there were a few people there were there were there were at least uh like two or three I thought who were um who didn't really understand the the scoring format like that was you know and, and you know what what kills me is that you know I mean obviously it's just it's 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 kind of an embarrassment to me it's an embarrassment to to not know the rules and that you know bums me out because it is an honor but i mean it's it's how hard is it to do i <laughs> i sent you an email right like before the uh before the broadcast where i ran you know the the tout scoring through um you know through fantasy alarms projections right just so that we had just so we had like a little bit of an idea right whether you whether you buy into the projections, you don't buy into the projections, at least we had, you know, some semblance of an idea of, you know, who has the value and who doesn't. Like, I was doing that for a broadcast. Like, How do you not do that if you're actually going to be competing in this league? That's...
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're not sure and you never played in it, yeah, just find somewhere where you can just put in the leap parameters, and run the projections. And you could disagree with them, but at least it gives you a basis, an idea, and go, okay, wow, this player who I usually don't take early really moves up in this format. Wow, this player really moves down. So at least you look at it and see what's reflected with the scoring. Um, Again, you don't have to agree with the projections. You could tweak it a little bit if you want, but at least it gives you an idea of uh, what the value of players are. Cause that's what I did when I first started in a points league, I said, all right, let me find a projection system. I like run it through and like, Oh, okay, cool. And you can even go on the site and the site will show you stats from, you know, you can go through last year's stats and go, all right, let me see how players performed last year. And it'll give you an idea. Oh, wow. These speed only guys, with not much power really take a hit here because it's not Roto where you need to steal. So right. yeah, that's the, even if you're not sure, you never played in it, that should be one of the first things you do. Should be one of the first
0: things that you do. So, you know, it was just you know whatever. But overall, I gotta tell you, I, I had a fun time in the league. Were you? No, you. Sorry. Right, so I was in the morning on Saturday, so you didn't do the broadcast. I was I was gonna ask you what you thought of my team, but I didn't send you a copy of my team, and I don't know if you have the link in front of you. I do not. I did not see that draft. Why? Well, you, you hurt my feelings, man. I hurt mean, were you playing an AL only? Why do I care about that shit? Dude, AL only is fucking brutal. Can I, I know, tell you? Like the I, player pool just blows. And and how many, how many of these free agents, these juicy, delicious free agents did we have that were like signing in, you know, in the National League? Like I couldn't believe like finally, like fucking story and um and and Correa signing in the AL. Although did they sign? They signed after the draft started. So you could still you could draft them and it wouldn't matter if they um, what do you think of that rule? Like, if, if they were unsigned, that you could you could draft them, and even if they went to the opposite league, you could still get their stats?
1: I mean, I'm okay with it. I know Labor did something different. I mean, there's really no perfect answer. So it was kind of good that each of them did something different. I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't. what do you want them to do? Like, what's the perfect solution?
0: There, uh, is, the, there is no perfect yeah. solution. So just roll with it. Yeah. I was just curious if you had – do you have one preference over another?
1: I don't know, man. The FAB thing is kind of weird, man, because someone's going to blow like 90% of their FAB on Freddie Freeman. I mean, what are you going to do?
0: And that's labor. There's no $0 bids. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. And I'll tell you what, you know what else is going to be tough in labor also? Because don't forget then, Matt Olson was traded. So he wasn't even a, a free agent out there. So he is going to be available for that first dr- that first waiver period. Before the season starts.
1: Oh, wow. That's right. Cause he oh, because he wasn't on the list, right? You gotta be on the list. He wow. was he was
0: he was rostered Shit. on a team Damn and he man. got traded.
1: Dude, there's gonna be like several teams that are pretty much down to hardly any fab. I mean, and I get it, in a mono league, it it might be worth it, right? Cause like where are you gonna find Maddelson on the way? But at the same time, you've got to preserve some money for the season. You can't go five dollars for fab with no zero dollar bids for, for six months. I mean you got to be blessed with luck. So yeah, it's, it's challenging, man. I mean, I'm interested to see what those bids are when they happen, because it's a tough call, man.
0: It's a really tough call. Like I'm, I'm definitely torn because to be perfectly honest, I will, I need, I need one of these guys. Like I had my, uh, my, my, you know, strategy and, you know, some things kind of uh, blew up in my face a little bit. And so uh, some of my dollar guys, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't love, and I'm going to need to replace, I, I I'm i going to need to dive into free agency, whether, you know, and it's going to be, you know, first base and, and outfield there, you know, my, you know, cause you've got Schwarber and Castellanos. They're both going to be um, available here for this, uh, this first round, Freddie Freeman will be there for that first round, but then you got Matt Olson, Uh, And I'm sure that I mean, I haven't even gone through, you know, any of the uh, the rest of the trades, but I'm I'm sure there's some uh, some other player movement um, going on that that might be interesting, at least just for that first that first period, that first waiver period. I'm crazy. Sure. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, let's see what else is going on. Did we talk yet about Trevor Story and uh, and Carlos Correa? Did you uh, did you throw your uh, your your opinions around there to say that um, these guys are good, these guys are not good? You like their landing spot? You like what they've done? You don't like what the team's done?
1: Yeah, I mean Story is going to get eligibility at second base. Um, you know Boston is still a good park. I mean it's not Coors Field, but it's a good lineup. My guess is they'll hit fifth, so maybe that hurts him a little bit. But no, nah, I mean. He's going to run. He obviously dealt with the elbow issue last year, which I think affected his numbers a little bit. But I'm sure Boston did their diligence and paid him enough that they think he's good to go. So, yeah, I think he's going to be in that third round. Correa, I've never been a big fan for fantasy. I mean, it's fine going to Minnesota. I don't think it's a, it changes his value at all. Um, I like what they've done. Correa has never hit 30 home runs. He's never had 100 RBIs. He's good, but he doesn't run. He did early in his career. He Stole 27 bases first two seasons. He has six and five seasons since. So he's not going to run. He doesn't give you elite power. I mean, he's okay. I mean, he's probably not going to wind up on my teams. I just – there's nothing special about him.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, not – I mean, it's, it's it's a ballpark downgrade. In Minnesota, I mean, I don't listen. I don't hate it because I I do feel like you know he can be a decent hitter, and maybe you're not getting him for you know maybe he's not going to be that thirty over Like was the thing, like Correa, you remember when he first came up and 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 he had that phenomenal half a season, and yep. then everybody at age just started 20. What's
1: that? At age, t- at age twenty, That's yeah, why, and yeah.
0: then and then everybody started prorating his follow his next season numbers uh, as works. if he was going to do that for a full yeah. season,
1: and he hasn't. And- he hasn't even come. I mean, he, his best season actually last year was a career high, 26 home runs. Why? He played in 148 games. He's only done that twice in his career.
0: Yeah. So, you know, my feeling about it is, is, that, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't hate the move. Uh, you know, he'll be a, he'll be a decent, uh, infield option. Like if you, uh, if, if you, miss out on some of the top shortstops. I wouldn't hate uh having to having to quote unquote settle for um Carlos Correa. It's not, you know, a target, but I you know I'm not gonna hate myself if it's like the 12th or 13th round and and there he is sitting there and I'm like, ah, you know what? I need my I need my shortstop. I might as well uh fill this one out.
1: Yeah. I mean that's basically how I look at it. I'm. I'm not targeting him if it just happens to fall. I mean, there's a lot of shortstops I like. I like, but he's gonna go. He's gonna go in the first ten rounds, even in a twelve-team league. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, first twelve rounds. You just said. First ten rounds in a twelve-team league. Rounds. Yeah, he's he's gonna go in the top one hundred. Interesting. Interesting. Like I, um, I can double
1: check real quick and see where he's gone in the um, online championships for. Uh, yeah,
0: have a look, see. Any other baseball news while we're uh, while we're looking up yeah. that number? Anything
1: 100, else? That- 104 ADP. Um, okay, so right there. But that's, uh, does that encompass all drafts? I don't remember when they started these. How many drafts is that? 54? I mean, let me narrow that because let me do that since March 1st. I think that's a better gauge. Uh, Correa. 103. So ahead of. Ahead of Dansby Swanson. Willie Adamas. Uh, I actually like Willie Adamas better. You like Willie Adamas better than you like Correa. Yeah. Adamas. is interesting. Adamas is a career 300 hitter on the road. He talked about how he couldn't see the ball in the Tampa Bay. The batter's eye. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Nelson Cruz struggled with it too. Um, And Adamas took off when he went to Milwaukee last year. Adamas last year um, had similar numbers to Correa. And he stole five bases. He had 25 home runs, 77 runs, 73 RBIs. And you got to take away, you know, consider the struggles he had in Tampa. But he took off when he went to Milwaukee. I mean, Adamas can give you similar numbers to Correa a couple rounds later.
0: Yeah. We could definitely prove that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, it's so funny that Milwaukee middle infield, man, Adamas and, uh, and Colton Wong, I think very, uh, very undersold. Like, you know, these aren't, you know, these aren't world beating guys, but these are guys who are going to give you solid production and you're getting them at a value.
1: Yeah. I think they need another bat. Uh, Cause they should be going for it in that division and with the pitching they have, but you know, they still kind of, act like a small market team, but they they could use another bat.
0: Come on, McCutcheon, man. They got McCutcheon.
1: They yeah, I mean he's fine, <laughs> but no, he's fine. I mean he he can give you 25 home runs. He did last year. It's not the same player, but he can give 25 home runs.
0: But you're still gonna need another bat in there, you know, in that lineup.
1: Well that's yeah, great. especially if Yelich is not the same. If that back issue is a problem and he doesn't have that power
0: that we used to see, then that's a problem for them. Yeah, that's a huge problem for them if that's the case. So I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Any other baseball news that went down that you uh, – that, that piqued your curiosity? Um, no, those were the big moves. It all just kind of blends together. Doesn't yeah, there?
1: man. Dude, they happen – I don't even know at this point, man. Like it's just – oh, Kenley Jansen to the Braves.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenley Jansen to the Braves. How about that? Uh, up yours and your Will Smith. How about this one here? Right. So we had Alex Anthopoulos on the Fantasy Alarm show on Thursday. Right. And he even said it. He was like, he was like, Will Smith is my closer. He is my guy. And then, like, what was it? The next day, he turns around. Well, he's like, yeah, I spoke to Will about this. And, uh, you know, he knew that this was coming. And, uh, well, you know, this makes our bullpen. Better. Are you criticizing him? Am I criticizing him? Yeah, for saying that. Like, I'm joking around. Like okay. he said, Will Smith was his closer, but then he turned around, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait. Oh, I got myself Kenley Jansen now.
1: I fucking hate the Braves, man. They fucking get, let Freeman go, bring in Olsen, bring in Kenley to add depth to a great bullpen. I mean, geez, man, the fuck? Can you just win a World Series? Can you sit back and
0: let the Mets fucking take the division? Oh, uh, listen to you. How do you think I feel watching what Toronto and Boston Yeah, but Toronto's right?
1: never won anything. Toronto should go for it, and Boston is still – I mean, they're okay. It's not like they made this move, and now oh, they're clearly above the Yankees. I don't know about that. Chris Sale's banged up. They have quite so, but Toronto should be going for it, man. It's a team that hasn't won in a while. They have some good young players. Toronto should be going for it.
0: Toronto but, should be going for it, but I don't want to have to see that the in Yankees my division. Are, the Yankees are crying. They have no money. I know. Well, you know, that's that's kind of what's going on right now because they don't, right? I mean, they, listen, they, they haven't put it out there. You, know, you guys listening here, we're going to have Aaron Boone on the Fantasy Alarm Show on, uh, on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. So you'll want to tune in for that one. Can't ask him really about it. He's not in charge of the finances there, but uh, at least we can get some semblance of a, of a plan of really what's going to happen over there. But, yeah, they can't, they can't play in the, uh, in the free agent market. They just can't yeah, do it such, right now. Such
1: a shame. Welcome to how other teams feel.
0: It's okay by me. Listen, I'm not, you know, it's just it's tough when you're sitting there and you're like, man, look at what Toronto's doing. Shit. Did they just get Matt Chapman? Oh, my God. Can't believe. Oh, Boston signed Story for like the counterpunch. You know, it's just like. Well, most of
1: their most of their uh, the core of their talent is homegrown. Toronto. Yeah, Bichette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: know, I know, I know.
1: Bichette, Vlad, they traded for Teoscar when he was young and and not a big pro. Well, Not a big uh, guy and Springer, they obviously brought in and now it frees up some money to bring guys in.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You got that core. Like that's, that's what it is. You got that core. You, you, you're filling around it. Um, Springer was a the guy they brought in, but that was like, you know, what, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So this, this year they were like, all right, Gossman Burrios right. We gotta, we gotta improve our starting pitching because we've got the offense. We've got the hitting. There's no doubt about that. Oh, but we'll 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 just you know we'll we'll throw in a a twenty home run bat and Matt Chapman too just for shits and giggles, um. But yeah, they uh, they spent their money up on pitching for the most part, at least this year. It's just you know yeah. Listen, I'm I, I this this shit comes in cycles, right? I won the World Series in two thousand nine, right? Mets haven't won it since what 85? 86. Oh, it's, that's right. I keep thinking eighty five. It's all right. Well, look, hopefully
1: things change now. Scherzer, 73 pitches today.
0: Ooh. What hurt? What what hurt more, Adam? Let me, what hurts more? No World Series today, no World Series since 86. Or Adam Ronis in 1993, when everybody in the, you know, when every Islander fan is still chanting 1940, what hurts more? The
1: Mets not winning.
0: The Mets not winning hurt more than the Rangers having never won anything in your lifetime.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was young then, and they have won since.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I'm, see, I'm still trying to nail down your fandom here. Figure out what what hurts more. Like if I want to, you know, if I want to cut you deep, Adam, I want to know, you know, where the jugular is. Right? I want to (laughs) slice. Really? I want to make you cry. Not gonna happen. Do you say that? Not gonna happen. You say that that all of a sudden I'm gonna like whisper something into your ear and you're gonna start sobbing and then you're gonna like lose control of your bowels. No. Yeah, you're just gonna shit all over yourself. (laughs) No. <laughs> I can't remember what movie that was from. They're like, you're never going to break this guy. You're never going to break this guy. The cop goes into the room and he whispers in the guy's ear and the guy just starts crying and then he shits his pants. Hmm. It'll come to me at some point. It'll come to me. I don't remember what movie it was. All right. I'll tell you what. Um, So there's a little baseball talk for you. Get you all warmed up and everything. We're going to do a quick commercial break here. Pay some bills. Uh, when we come back, just some comments here, some thoughts from Adam Rona's on the quarterback carousel that spun around on Monday. So we'll be right back after this. All right, Adam. So the, um, I mean, the big news, I guess we can we can kind of get through it there. Uh, Matt Ryan traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Indianapolis Colts. And then the Falcons immediately turn around and sign Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal. Let's start on the Colts side of things here. Ryan in Indianapolis does this. I mean, obviously it's, it's a Jonathan Taylor world, but does this, uh, does this do anything to you for a guy who we both like a lot? And that's Michael Pittman. Yeah, I think it helps him a little
1: bit. You know, Ryan can still play. Um, you, that he gets a little bit more volume you know wentz was inconsistent there were games where he looked like he was really good and others where you watch him and you go what is he doing he made some terrible decisions so um yeah i think maybe helps him a little bit but overall um this it really does nothing in moving the needle i mean the afc is stacked with quarterbacks man so this really doesn't help the colts in my opinion do much. I mean, yeah, they got a good running game, and good defense, but how does this make them better than those top teams in the AFC? I don't see it. another division is terrible. So is he a work.
0: smart? You know, could he be a smarter game manager? It's which not is gonna what the culture looking for.
1: How are they going to beat the teams ahead of them? I don't see it.
0: Um, with good defense, and then you, um, then you try and jump out to a little bit of you know, like a quick lead, and. Yeah, and you try to run the ball to to kill the clock. You know? Nah, I don't see it. You don't see anybody slowing any of these uh, big powerhouses down that way, huh?
1: I mean, the defense is good, but it's not great. I mean, the Bills are better. Bengals are better. Um, the whole AFC West is better. The, the whole AFC West is better. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's tough. I mean, and the Browns will be competent now with Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is the best offensive line he's played behind in his career and they could bring in another wide receiver with Amari Cooper. So they're good. Um, Baltimore will still be good. So I just, I mean, they're, that division is winnable. I mean, Tennessee is going to be competitive. Houston won't Uh, Jacksonville will depend on, I mean, you're seeing some of the, I didn't read the whole article. I guess I should. But the things with Urban, it's just mind-boggling, bro. Like, oh, this guy in the Rams, number 99, he's pretty good. How the fuck you don't know who he is, man? Like, this guy's just <laughs> fucking clueless. So, you know, that that did a lot of damage to that franchise. And you could see it, man. Like, that team was just, you know, he ruined that team. He wasted a year of Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, just having a coaching change can really maybe spur that team to really make uh, a turnaround, you know, because I do think it was all on Urban, man. Or Meyer there, leading that team to destruction.
0: Um, And I concur with that. I think that, yeah, listen, I, I don't think, yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what they do. We'll see what the offense looks like uh, over there. I, I don't love Doug Peterson, but, you know, you know that Doug Peterson, you know the style of offense that he likes to run. He's got players there um, who do fit that mold, right? I mean, he definitely does. Uh, in ETN, in Trevor Lawrence, and uh, you know, in that that rebuilt receiving career, I think this is, I think this might be a a good move for the Colts in the sense that they, because I don't love the quarterback draft class this year, I don't, I, I don't think it's great. But is there somebody in this draft class who the Colts can take that Matt Ryan can mentor or? You know, do they do they keep Matt Ryan around because they've got a decent offensive line? They can protect him. He's not going to be picking his ass up off the ground as badly as he was in Atlanta. Um, but do you, you know, do you say that, you know, we're going with this guy for the next two years because within if it's not this year, then next year we're going to get the quarterback we want and, and we're going to have a guy like Matt Ryan teaching the kid the ropes.
1: Yeah, and I guess they wanted to be competitive now too. And you know, they were close to getting into the playoffs with Wentz. And maybe you get some slight improvement you get in, but just don't know if it's gonna be enough to uh, come out of the AFC. But I mean, this AFC is just stacked right now. I mean, what is Matt Ryan? Maybe the eighth, ninth best quarterback in the conference?
0: Um, if that. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. No. So
1: yeah, it's I mean they're gonna, right? gonna have to win it on. Uh, strong running game, defense, forcing turnovers. So, I mean, I guess it's possible, but we've seen kind of need offense to win in the NFL now. We need good quarterback play.
0: Um, so on the other side of the deal, the Atlanta Falcons. So they signed Marcus Mariota. They've re-signed Cordero Patterson. They don't have Ridley. They don't have Russell Gage. They got Kyle Pitts. This team has holes all over the place. And I mean, you get the two draft picks, but I still don't think that they've got I don't think that they've got the draft capital. And I'm not just talking for this year. I'm talking also for the for 2023. I just don't think that they have enough to fill all the holes that they need over the next two, three years. That if you're if you're drafting, I don't. It's going to be really tough for them to rebuild this this franchise right now. I think.
1: Yeah, they're in trouble. They're going to be one of the worst teams this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mark that for when we uh, we get to bet on wins totals, right? Yeah, I think they usually come out what right after the draft. Usually, sometime yeah. after that. Yeah. Should be very interesting to uh, to look at there. Um, all right, we've got, so that's, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think of, there's nothing, there's nothing of any fantasy value in in Atlanta. And I think that this uh, acquisition of of Mariota kind of shits on Kyle Pitts's value. Because I don't think Mariota's a good player either.
1: Well, I mean, he has no one else to throw to, so, and they'll be throwing a lot. So, maybe it won't be too bad. We'll see. We'll see. They'll be playing exactly. from behind, I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, what Jameis Winston re-ups in New Orleans for two years. So now they've got Winston locked in for two. And didn't Taysom Hill sign like a four or five year deal before before fucking uh, Sean Payton left? Didn't he sign into some like lo- yeah. long term mm-hmm. deal? Yes. So what the hell are we doing over there? I mean, I'm
1: assuming Winston's starting, right? Can He's you assume start?
0: that? Yeah. Why why would Winston go there? I have no idea. I have no idea cuz he's a cuz he's a backup in most other places anyway. Nah, there might have been a couple teams he could have started for. So. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go and start?
1: Well, before I'm saying. Um
0: but Carolina better than what they have now? <laughs> Carolina is a possibility, no doubt. But how about this one here? I mean, I you know, I think you 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 jump at the chance. I mean, he got, off he, got he got he got 21 million guaranteed. Yeah. Where's um you know, Baker Mayfield's gonna be out there now? Great. Right. Seattle? I don't know. <laughs> go fight it out. I think I think Baker Mayfield's gonna do what Mitch Trubisky did. He's gonna go, he's gonna sign some like you know, soft deal. To be a backup somewhere and then uh, and then just wait for the quarterback market for next year.
1: Uh, I don't know if his pride will let him do that.
0: It's possible. It's possible. Um, all right. Well, I think that kind of sums it all up. Did you did you want to cover anything else? Did you want to tell us how great your brackets are for the NCAA? Did you want to talk NBA hoops right now? Did you want to uh, uh, promote something?
1: Um, uh, I mean, I did three picks on picks wise on Monday, one already cashed. Darius Garland over nine and a half assists. He cashed it midway through the third quarter and through three quarters. He has 25 points and 15 assists against the Lakers. So he's been tearing it up. I also had Evan Mobley over 16 and a half points in that game. He's sitting at 10 with a quarter to go. He's in foul trouble. He has four fouls. So only played 19 minutes, man. So I'm hoping he can get on there in the fourth and get me those points. And then I have a uh, Bruce Brown of the Nets over 21 and a half points, rebounds, assist. And at halftime, he has uh, 18. So hoping to go three and zero on the night. We already went one and zero, uh, and we're Bruce Brown looks pretty good shape, but you know how these things go, bro. You never cash the bet until the money hits the account. So <laughs> find out. Well, you already know at this point, but if you don't cover, you want to look it up, see how we did, and then hop in and follow the picks Wednesday and Friday this week to make some money. Let's uh, do that. I'm uh, 15 games above 500 with the picks on PicksWise this year.
0: There you go. There you go. Definitely follow it. Definitely. All right. That's going to do it for us here uh, at Antioch. Big thanks to everybody for liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Vender, and uh, we'll catch you next time.